Ken. I was thinking maybe we that we should maybe uh, adjourn the meeting and and re uh, re re. Ken. Uh, Ken, it's done. Seven six. We sell to Gojo. You don't have it. Hey, motherfuckers. I am surrounded by snakes and fucking morons. Uh, if it is to be said, so it be. So it is. Get down. Bore on the floor. Bore on the floor. Candle, ring the troops. Bore on the floor. Bore on the floor. Get down. Greg, on the floor, bore. I'm not saying I would make a better CEO. That's unsaid. It's not unsaid when you say it. But I think this is the day his reign ends. A oh, fuck off. Jesus doesn't like the nobbies, darling. You're a nobby. You're a nobby. You're a nobby. Okay, now three in a row. How did you do that? No. <laughs> Sorry, Peter. Hello, hello, hello. Davey Portman here for the series finale of The Sesh. And while we're having quite the sesh today, uh, Braden's having a uh, ranch water. Hello. I've got a April spritz ready, and I think John and Way are ready to go down on Peter's special cheese. We are here to talk about the series finale of Succession. Guys, John and Way, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. The podcast fit for a king. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so we've all had a chance to watch this. It's been a crazy weekend. We've had. I, I haven't oh, seen it. No spoilers. Uh, no spoilers. Oh. You uh, of all people movies. say no spoilers. Tom wins. Tom wins. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine someone just went. No, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready, guys. You didn't. Oh, sorry. Yeah, this is going to be obviously full of spoilers. Uh, it has been a crazy weekend with uh, all the wrestling going on, clashing with this series finale. Uh, but were you guys able to get into this? Uh, uh, spoiler free i was thankfully um i watched it i would say uh during uh one of my uh, baby's naps in the uh, on the monday afternoon and uh i guess in between that time you know people were pretty respectful i would say i mean i it's not like i went kind of snooping anywhere but like um nobody you know tried to people like are or were like pretty you know secretive about what had happened john uh, what about yeah. yourself I mean, I just saw like some reactions to the show and different shots of, but not really understanding the context. Like you saw the photo of like Tom and Shiv in the, in, in the limo at the end, um, that, that image was circulating and stuff, but largely, yeah, I went into the show pretty, um, pretty clean of any plot points. All right. Yeah. And actually, uh, I, like, I just got into the show a little later, so I didn't really follow any like pages or accounts that would necessarily post spoilers but watching it yesterday i was i was catching up last night and i was watching uh the last two episodes back to back and around the last scene where a big pivotal moment happens 
I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then I just happened to open Twitter. They say your phones or devices are listening to us. Clearly, they knew I was watching it. And it HBO tweet, which I do not follow HBO, mm. pops up saying, hey, the new CEO. And I went, what? what? Oh, okay. All right. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but it happened like as something changed, like where, where Shiv was like, nah. And I went, oh, so I that was on me for opening Twitter, I guess. But I was on Twitter all week and didn't see any spoilers. So I that was quite kind of fun. Yeah, I also managed to go through the whole of Monday. I watched it very late Monday evening, but went in spoiler free. I did see, I did click on Twitter and saw Tom Wamsgam's trending, but also thankfully I saw a lot of other things trending as well. Kendall so it didn't trending, yeah. completely spoil it or anything. Right, right. But uh yeah, oh, but oh, what a show. Tom's dead. Tom's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what a show, though. I've really loved uh, going into this uh, this whole series. We started doing this show, The Sesh, uh, last year for season three. Um, and I think just this has possibly been one of the most consistent television shows I've ever watched. And I think they, uh, I um, thought they ended it when they were at their high. It kind of made logical sense to end when they did. Um, but let's go right away at kind of initial reactions of this uh finale um let's just go around the table here starting with you john uh do you think they stuck the landing i think they did i i was going into this last episode and i think that the the key to this was leaving um kind of I, everyone's gonna have I, I guess a a different expectation of what you want out of a finale and the series is going to differ in terms of what that tone and feeling you want at the end and i think this has been um much more of a of, of a tragic show than one of anything uplifting. And I actually would have been very uh, let down if this ended with any kind of happy ending at the end of it. So in that sense, I think the final scene was fantastic. And I think like the, the world's colliding, or I should say the world's crumbling uh, at the end after you had this false high and the precipitous drop in that last half hour. Yeah, I would say that this one really hit the landing very strong with me. Yeah, right. I would say so too. Um, what I look for from this show is, I think, um, logical storytelling and storytelling that um, feels, you know, like it makes sense when you consider the totality of everything that's happened to these characters. And I think the end result delivered that absolutely. You know, um, you can follow the decision making, um, and you can follow the logic uh, of of all these characters as they build. You know, every little moment led up to whether it be Shiv's decision or, you know, um, Tom being in the role that he is or Roman deciding what he's decided or Kendall feeling the way he's, uh, what he's, what he's felt. Everything made sense. And I, I, it arrived at a conclusion that felt satisfying to me. And and that's all I was really looking for. Right. Yeah. I mean, this kind of gave you a little bit of a snapshot of kind of what I think most people agree on the ending. Like at least, Every character, you're like, okay, that's probably how it should go. Also leaves you on a bit of a cliffhanger, if you will. You know, no post-credits, uh, Roy's will return. But, like, there's a few, like, hey, what's, is he gonna, oh, is this gonna, but you kind of know where the the main two going with Tom and Shiv. So it's kind of like a happy, bittersweet kind of thing. So I, I like the ending, which TV shows usually don't end well. But you said earlier, like, having them say, hey, after four seasons, we're done. We're cooked. And that's a good better way to like write out things i think instead of just like getting a show canceled or whatever so it, it was a great ending yeah i i'm kind of with way i thought it was very logical it's been set up right from the beginning this is a kind of you know 
Shakespearean tragedy, or like very King Lear reminiscent. Um, and tragedies never end well, you know, Romeo and Juliet both die. Um, and uh, it kind of had to be as much as as the series goes on. Uh, I think you do find yourself rooting for different characters. It kind of did make sense that at the end of the day, none of them get it. And Tom probably is the most qualified to do it. And I think the uh, the sale actually going through, it does write them off. Like they're done. They yeah. can't do anything. Sure, Shiv has her her place. She's probably going to find some sort of role uh, mom. there with Tom. Yeah, whether it just be a, a mom and maybe that's completely what she needs as a person. Like she, uh, there's always been the mummy issues with her throughout the series um, and being told that she's not fit to be a parent. So maybe you'd like to think that... Um, that over this this last season, uh, I think you've seen Tom and Shiv be more and more honest with each other, and it it's in some sort of way brought them closer. And that final image of Tom offering his hand and Shiv taking it it wasn't it wasn't quite like grasping the hand, but you see that's the direction they're going, and they they do have the potential of maybe a happy ending. Um, Romans left a lot more open ended, but. Uh, maybe a bit of optimism. I mean, all of these people are coming out. This is billionaires, right? Yeah, rich old white people upset yeah. that they're not richer <laughs> is really the the whole story of this show. And then, uh, but the final episode, uh, the final image of uh, Kendall in Battery Park looking out. Uh, he said in this episode that um, if he doesn't get this, it, he may die. And they definitely leave that, and we've seen that in quite a few episodes with. Uh, was it season three with him in the swimming pool, kind of head fir- uh, face first down in the pool? We've seen him walking off into the sea, I think, in was it season two. Uh, there's always been like these images of like potential death and suicide for this yeah. character. Can you explain that? Because because any- anyone here, Way or John, like how the guy, the security guy is just watching him. I'm like, is this guy either A, going to watch this, make sure he doesn't die? Or is this guy going to like shoot Kendall? So, so that's I, the weirdest. Yes. Yeah. Sorry, why? I was going to say, like, uh, so, you know, there's a lot of improvisation in, in the production of the show. And and for one of the takes, um, Jeremy Strong said that he did, like, walk towards the um, the barricade um, with the intention of, I think, mm-hmm. um, listen, like, there, there was some sound that kind of triggered him. And his, he something just told, told him to, you know, take the character over to the barricade. And that's when, you know, everybody was very much in scene. So you had the security guard basically stop him right there. So, um. I mean, and then the director, you know, and the producers ultimately chose not to use that take because I think it was maybe a little too on the nose. Um, mm. and, and just the like, there was enough meaning just seeing him look out into the ocean. You can interpret it as did he, you know, even if he doesn't die here, do, is, is he suicidal from this point? Does he go back to his addictions? You know, does he like it, or does he pick himself back up? Like, it, it could it be a sign of hope, you know, maybe they just wanted a bit more of a sort of open to interpretation finality to it. Yeah, I think I so. And into- yeah, go for it, White. John. I was just going to say, like, I was going into this episode where if we were going to get like one more character um, that would experience a death, it would be Kendall to me that would be at the, the top of the list. And I thought that this ending was much, I, I almost feel like it would have been um, too much to go to that length because this to me is a way more tragic outcome for this guy who he has lost everything like we can talk about shiv who has she has a baby she has whatever is going to uh you are going to have with tom is not a happy ending either in my opinion 
I, I think that you can look at yeah. all of them as broken and have lost. But I think when you are scaling it, Kendall has not only lost his, like he literally says that I'm a cog built for one machine. And now he is out. He is out of his father's business. He has nothing. He has completely lost his relationship with his children, with his work. He has nothing. And he has to live with this now. So I think like this is complete rock bottom. This is lower than him out on the water where we think like this to me is even lower than that. There is uh, the the lowest he is that he has to now either pick himself up or just descend uh, at this point. So I, I thought this was like a really poetic ending to kind of just the, the fall of Kendall. I definitely think Kendall is at the lowest of the three. Um, Roman, I, I never feel, I never felt actually wanted the job. I felt Roman the whole time was seeking that love and approval from his father. He was kind of bullied by his siblings as a child. And he's, uh, he's someone where I think, you know, you're now stupidly rich, get some therapy, you know, uh, Shiv, there is the, op- like, she is going to somehow still be involved with Waystar Gojo and the bloodline and yeah, having but, a bloodline. Like, like Roman, Roman smiled at the end. Right. Like as he takes that, he's got a great visual with the bloody eye or whatever. And the martini alone at a bar and he and he takes a drink and he kind of smirks. It's like, yeah, because you're still fucking rich. It's a relief. I yeah. think it's fine. Go outside. Finally for him, I don't think he has to worry about yeah. this anymore. Whereas Kendall, I think uh, he questions if he's a good father earlier in the season. I think a lot of the time he forgets that he even is a father. Right. And I feel he is like looking out just with no purpose, not knowing what his next goal in life is and i i kind of love the image of colin being there colin one of the best i think this show has fantastic just periphery characters who say very little and you got the sense from this series you know um logan calling him his best pal and colin you know crying at the funeral having a tear roll down his cheek and kendall saying like i've got you i'll look after you and i think it's colin's now mission in life to protect this man whatever he's doing. So I think that the thought of suicide was definitely there at the end, but just Colin looming behind, he's going to protect him. Is, is it a protection or is it for Kendall, you know, a, a consistent hell? Like he can't mm. even kill himself if he wanted to, you know, or like <laughs> yeah, uh, the fact yeah, that, nah. that this guy is there always to remind him of, you know, he hired Colin because he wanted to be his dad. He wanted yeah. to assume his dad's throne. He wanted to assume his dad's bodyguard. And the fact that this guy is constantly there makes that whole, you know, plight even feel that much more hollow. It's almost, he's almost a reminder that, hey, you might have like the guy's bodyguard, but you don't have the throne. Yeah. And I would just say, like, I would, I, I didn't leave this as like high of an opinion of Roman at, at the end of this. I mean, at, certainly a silver lining. You can say, like, Kendall to me has divorced himself from everything in his life. Whereas, at least Shiv and Roman, if for nothing else, they do have one another. Kendall has like destroyed that bridge as well with his siblings. Um, even though we saw the the highest of highs on this episode, it descended in that boardroom scene. And that like you guys talk about the fact like they're billionaires. How bad could it be? These are characters that have never wanted for a thing financially in this whole series. And that to me is the whole thesis of this is that, okay, millionaires are now billionaires. They are totally broken people. And what are those billions when millions were not enough for them? It's immaterial at this point. They would never have been in any financial straits for generation. They have generational wealth. 
And now it is what you have expounded that, but what is your next generation going to be? You have no relation with your children. If you're Kendall, Roman is just wandering with no compass and Shiv is, has the issue of not even wanting to be a mother at this point. So what is that wealth at the end of all of this? They have achieved that tenfold, but it is with no substance in their lives. They, they were what he's born. trying to say is more money, more problems. I think. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. They were, they were born into wealth. So it's meaningless to them. They never earned it. They, they, they craved instead, you know, either earning their father's love or power or, or their father's status, you know, something that they, they, in their minds think would have made their parents or their, their dad specific, specifically proud of them. And that will always be something that's missing from them forever. And you see that in the boardroom, like Frank and Carl are very like matter of fact, this is a, a good deal. It's $96 billion for this company. And I don't think it would have mattered if it was $200 billion for this company. As you say, it's not money that they were seeking. It's, it's still even in death trying to get their father's approval. And to them, that is by taking the throne. Um, mm -hmm. But I also love with this season, especially how it was done, uh, like sequential, like each episode was a day in order. Cause I think it left you oh, yeah, with true, yeah. the character's story, like the, your main three, Tom, uh, sorry, Shiv, Kendall and Roman, their story does feel complete, but you, you also do think forward about what can happen after this with the company and your other characters. And it doesn't feel like a, it's not a finale where just everyone dies, I think. But from the story of Succession, that's the name of the show, we found out. We found out who succeeded, and therefore that chapter's over. And I thought it was a really good choice. There are, there are kind of open ends like Menkin, uh, when, once the votes are actually counted. We'll never know, because that's going to take months, probably, to find out. And so that's just a open-ended thing where, down the line, who knows, it could come back and... He didn't get those votes and Tom is in the ship with this new uh, Waystar ATN thing. But it's True. from the actual story, which is who is succeeding, we know. And that's that's and, and it would also be Tom as the, the fall guy. If that, you know, if, if Mencken's uh, election is called into question, like there is no doubt here that Tom, mm -hmm. like they show the cartoon earlier that you you assume sets off um, Matson with with Shiv. And by the end of this, like he has he has reversed that where it's like this guy is clearly pulling the strings and Tom is more than willing to just move to whatever way yeah. Matson goes. So this is the fall guy. He anything goes wrong. Tom is the sacrificial lamb and he accepts yeah. that role. So that is like he's left in this position, but it's always uh, temporary that this this is a guy that will be the uh, the, totally. the the giveaway if if needed. There's, he's the pain know, sponge. So Exactly. So, you know, of the four or of the five, like including Greg, I mean, you could say that Tom ended up in the most, uh, in the best position for himself. You know, he certainly advanced in his status in, in, in life, especially from the start of this episode where he wasn't sure if he would have a role at all. But to say he won the show, I think would, would probably be a little false because he's not truly succeeding. He's just in a position. He's the US CEO of a company that is ultimately controlled by a guy who can cut him at any time. And for that reason, the bloodline means nothing. Shiv's, mm. like, you know, Shiv's child, what, only inherits money. There's, Shiv's child has no right to, you know, be CEO simply because his, her, his father or her father, um, is employed. So for now, Tom is in this position, but, you know, what, come six months from now, who knows?
So it's like the, the, every show, every episode, since I, I kind of marathon this, I know you guys were like ahead of me for sure, but I, I watched this, I binged this in the past like month, two months or so. And I find that like, by the time one episode ends, you've seen the memes. Okay. We're back. Okay. You know what? We're not back. Okay. No, 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 we're back. And in one episode, that's an hour. There could be like six of those yeah. where it's like, mm-hmm. by the end of one episode, you think this person's now, okay, clearly it's, nope, okay, I was, nope, okay, oh, and it just keeps, and they do that, and they do that in the ending, like, wait, you just described, I'm like, yo, they got us again with the, we're back, are we? I don't know. The show is terrific at momentum shifts, you know, it's just like a pro wrestling match, you think this guy, you know, has the heat, and then this guy suddenly has a great comeback, you know, like, people start off at the beginning of of the season in completely different positions, and then every episode, it ends up with the different person on top and you know just lo- even look at kieran culkin you know following the the presidential election um uh, episode he's on top of the world and then starts off the funeral episode on top of the world and just completely comes crashing down so yeah. i think when it comes to tom as well he does have different motivations i don't think his motivation has ever been to be ceo of the company he says it quite clearly to shiv he likes nice things and he likes money and we've seen him throughout the whole series doing whatever he can do to survive and whether that's marrying shiv to uh you know stabbing shiv in the back to go with logan uh to sacrifice volunteering himself to go to prison to gain favor all those kind of things um it's and that's maybe why he is the right choice i i mean we've seen throughout the whole show he's that he's that survivor isn't he whatever happens he'll eventually fall on his feet and i'm sure even if Menken doesn't win this election and he is the full guy for that. I I kind of have a feeling he'd be okay and will still be making a a whole load of money and buying nice wines, suits. Anyway, he's my favorite character. Like him the disgusting brothers is the draw for me, the show. Shocker there, I'm sure, right John, but Greg and Greg and Tom together are like my favorite bits of the show. And it was a specific scene a few like the, a season or two ago when they're having a, a joke or two when Greg is hook, is hooking up with the like 12th in line or something mm. like that. And he goes, Greg, you're one freak airplane accident away from being like king. I howled so much that I was like, that's the guy. He's got to be it. And I was like, there's no way he's he's like the cuck of all the whole like family characters and somehow he still weaseled his way in so like i'm 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 actually i was kind of happy for him to be honest like the the ending really hit for me because throughout the whole season he was the one with his one-liners that just made me like laugh out loud literally so i'm happy for him and i think matson sees that on last week's episode of the sesh with jp i kind of predicted that um greg would be the guy to get it because yeah, I because would yeah. Matson would just think like, "Oh, here's this idiot, yeah. this you know, shell in a suit yeah. kind of thing that we can make uh, the CEO when I'm running the things," and that's kind of essentially what they did here, but with uh, with Tom. Yeah, I, I, I. What happens with Greg? Like, oh, he's got a he's got a role. He'll, he's st- good, he'll right? still be Gregging for he's Tom. Still, he's still going to be Gregging. Uh, a massive pay cut. He's Tom's pain sponge. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. I like that. See, that's I, a whole other show. I wouldn't so much say Tom is like a, an idiot, though. Like, he's portrayed as very competent. You know, he's, in fact, he's portrayed as somebody who, who's um, responsible for ATN um, doing well. I mean, he's he's really kind of taken a lot of that um, credit for himself, but he seems very, like, at least, you know, on that sort of political level, very competent at his job. He um, has a very high ceiling that does not get you to an untouchable position, but can go very high when you lack any moral center 
that lacks mm-hmm. it, like there is absolutely no pride that this man takes in himself. Like the dress down scene when he's doing uh, the soft sell to Matson. I mean, this was the most emasculating or, and just or on disgusting. The floor. Like Matson is essentially uh, just destroying this man piece by piece to his face, and this guy is more than just willing to take it. Like I would like to sleep with your wife, and I think she would do the same. Tom is like the, he is completely. He has no. He has no ability to stand up for himself, and that does his his political career very well in terms of ascending to the position he wants. That is his only loyalty. He cuts himself out from the bullshit a lot of the time as well. So, like, you know, I think Matson probably respected him not going to the funeral and just staying up three days straight during this election, making sure ATN is running. Whereas Shiv is constantly saying to people, like, oh, I can divorce Tom. Oh, we can... We can cut Tom out of this. Tom doesn't need a job if you don't want Tom involved. Tom never has those conversations. He just goes with Logan. He just goes with Matson, And he kind of, he sort of acts and then asks for forgiveness after almost because he knows it's like Jerry's line. Uh, does it benefit me? Tom is a soldier. You know, he's not looking to be a partner, which is what Matson wanted. And Shiv want, ultimately would want that Matson's power for herself. And Matson, you know, very clearly saw that. Yeah, no, I, I love I love Tom and I love uh, I, I'm happy that he wins. But now that you're saying like, oh, what if, you know, he just gets cut and all this thing? I'm like, uh, if anyone because I've never seen that actor before and you showed me an interview and he's like British mm. in real life. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Like his voice is I couldn't picture him speak. It's weird when you see him speak in the other way. And I know he's cast in the new uh, Deadpool Wolverine movie in a, in a role I'm not even sure about, but that sounds like awesome because he's instantly become, I'm like, oh, this guy's really good. But if you were to get a a, a spinoff show, it would be with the Disgusting Brothers oh, or some, or maybe Roman showing up. But I, I feel like we're not getting any, it's not, you know, the SCU essentially, but yeah, love me some Tom and Greg. So uh, I'm not going to kind of break this down scene by scene, but I think we can like go through some of the the points in the episode and sort of say some like highlights from it um we're obviously opening with both team roman kendall running the numbers it's the big day of the boardroom uh they're voting is this sale going to go through and we learn that stewie is wavering so they're gonna have to try and get stewie on board sorry it's it roman has disappeared roman's left since the last episode uh being kind of beaten up on the streets um and shiv and madsen are running numbers and that's where we see that cartoon of Shiv puppeting Matson, which I think as much as he says he didn't care about that, I think it's kind of part of her downfall is is the idea that she's playing him where he always thinks it's uh him playing her. Um and Tom is still worried about getting the chop. Um Kendall's trying to get Stewie and then we eventually have all the siblings minus Connor uh in Barbados at Carolyn, their mother's house. Um, as they're kind of aggressively trying to get uh, Roman's vote one way or the other. And I thought, uh, like Kieran Culkin, I mean, you could say this about every actor in the show, but I think Kieran Culkin has been exceptional this this season. Um, and just how he's completely broken here. As much as just seeing him in T-shirt and shorts when all the others still in kind of their casual business attire, he just looks like a child at his mum's holiday home here. Um, he's great. He's like, I can't, I hope this is a whole career resurgence. I hope he's in like big movies and more TV shows. Like he, he definitely, uh, like over, over, 
achieved what he he did in this show. He's just fantastic. So Shiv uh, is pretty confident that she's going to win and thinks she's going to be CEO and offers to relinquish her part of the 100, the kind of idea they had when they thought they're out of the company. And uh, Kendall's like, no, we're, we're going for it. We're going we're gonna to get this job. Um, and Greg learns at a party that it's probably going to be uh, that Shiv is getting a push. Um, he's I he's using the Google Translate on his phone to hear what Lucas and Oscar. Pretty smart, very smart. That I Greg thought. man, he's 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 come a long way. Like he's smart. He's a little weasel, isn't he? What was he though? Like to me, he like he really he had this power move <laughs> to me. Like it ultimately blew up in his face. I think at the end of this, like yes, he's got a position, but to me, it was like. He had this great power play, and to me, it ultimately did not work out for him as he as he just, he backed the wrong side. Essentially, it is well, what he, it it is to be said. <laughs> I think I think he was just simply like you know hedging his bets um, for one one side or the other. Like if it was under Tom, he also didn't know that Tom was the person in line for being CEO. He knew Tom was going to be retained, but he didn't know he was directly fucking Tom. Uh, it wasn't mm. until at, at least the end. And so, you know, he was just also making sure that, well, if Tom doesn't win or if Madsen doesn't win, hey, even uh, if Kendall wins, either way, I'm protecting myself. So Matson has anointed Tom uh, in that scene we kind of mentioned with him saying that he he kind of wants to fuck his wife. It's um, all about the privacy, the pussy and the pasta. Exactly. What life is about. So uh, this is where Kendall learns from Greg. Greg kind of wants assurances that it will be, you know, the quad will be the four of them going at it and uh, that he'll get something big in return. Uh, so obviously when this uh, is revealed to Shiv, she now has to change course and now she wants to kill Lucas and you've got the three. Uh, they're trying to decide who is going to be the one and they've got this great scene by the by the ocean where they're all kind of pleading their case and Roman saying that he was the last one to speak to dad and that dad promised it to him and Kendall saying, look, he promised it to me when I was seven and kind of admits that, you know, that he shouldn't have done that. That was kind of fucked up, but kind of explains Kendall's position this whole time because he thought this was his birthright for decades and now it's all going to blow up in his face. Um, but it was yeah, I, like, you know, like almost like a, a communal bonding between the three of them where they're, they are, I felt like there was a bit of an agreement where like they were able to acknowledge that they're this fucked up because their dad has been dangling this in front of them for so long. I love it. How, how serious you take that as a, as a seven-year-old. As like, a seven-year-old. In, in what tone is, uh, is Logan saying this? Like one day you're going to run this company, son. Like as he passes him ice cream. I mean, how serious. I'm, picture, I'm picturing Mufasa to Simba. Everything the light touches is our one, kingdom. Yeah, you guys sit down your your kids and be like, look, you guys are one day going to run post-wrestling. But you got to wait till they're seven to make yeah. sure you tell them. <laughs> um, so they then agree that it should be Kendall. Kendall pleads his case. Um, do you, like... Of the three, I always felt that Kendall genuinely really, really wanted this position. I've always questioned the other two how how much they actually wanted it. And I kind of felt them conceding to Kendall here was was that, was an acknowledgement. What, what did you make of this? 
Mm. For me, I, I always thought Shiv had a legitimate um, desire for it. I think that that very much drove her. Um, I took her a lot more seriously than I did Roman, who I felt it was just within his, the expectation was that this is something that he should want. But as we saw, whenever he got close to the flame, it was it was too hot for him. So it was it, like you would always see him spiral the closer he got. And yeah, ultimately, I think Roman was more or less living up to his to Kendall and Shiv and their aspirations for, for power. So I took Shiv's as much more um, serious, but Kendall, obviously, like this is this is his only focus of his entire life. Yeah, I tend to agree. Um, I think Shiv, once she realized it was like with her, within her scope of of achievement, uh, became incredibly dedicated to it, and and I I feel probably could have done as good of a job, you know, of running this company and dealing with this, all that bullshit as Tom Tom could. Um, maybe even better than Kendall, just considering all the baggage that Kendall brings along with him. But ultimately, I don't think any of them are capable. You know, I think yeah. I think mm-hmm. the result is is perfectly just. I, that's my I think they're all terrible. <laughs> I would just sell it, especially it must be in the last season when they're like, hey, if we do this right now, we all walk out with like Bill, Peace. Bill, Bill, yeah. Bill, Bill. It's like, yeah, leave because you all suck. Crin- the cringe of Kendall running it would be really, really entertaining for like viewers of a show. But in, if you were to try to picture this in real life, you saw this guy posting his weird parties and what fetus i don't know what was going on at that one party like you'd be like this guy's insane he shouldn't be running this and then you kind of know the behind the scenes like yeah did he kill that guy he probably shouldn't be running this and then i watch shiv i'm like you're a terrible person roman i'm like no you got a lot of issues you should just not be involved in this at all i feel kendall more than anyone this season though proved that he is capable if he can control himself and not let those demons get in the way exactly so they anoint Kendall king and they have a, a feast made for a king. I love this scene. Uh, they're going through their mum's fridge where there's barely anything but the 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 nobbins of the bread. Nobbins of bread. You and know, like those pieces nobody is wants. Is this going to be you two after, after All In? This is us every Tuesday this night. This is most <laughs> nights when we get home and we're like, what do we still have here? What can we put in the magic bullet? And yeah, would you, what was in this? Uh, this so it's milk, smoothie. like probably expired milk, uh, frozen nobbins of bread. A full egg, shell and all. Full egg, um, Tabasco, lots of Tabasco. This is and like wake up juice. Cinnamon, cinnamon and pizza's special cheese with uh, Roman lick all over it. Yeah. And a big shiv so uh, you guys are doing these smoothies, uh, reviewing these next week, right? You guys are going to, this is what's in your smoothie base. Uh, all this na- nasty shit. I mean, it looked like they legit gave him that. He he said on the HBO podcast, okay. he drank what you saw. Oh, and yeah, his reaction, their I, reactions were very. He was like, oh, I had to, do, he's very method. If you've read anything yeah, about yeah, Jeremy yeah. Strong, he's yeah. incredibly method, like did it exactly and then but they're in barbados so he was like oh i drank it and then just went in the sea and like washed off in the sea and uh and puked in the sea yeah yeah uh but i love this scene i love any scene in this show where you're reminded that these are siblings and you have like throwbacks to their childhood as this is clearly something they were doing as kids probably making roman drink it most of the time i'd imagine well here roman's just going down on cheese on his own i mean (laughs) Having a blast. Yeah. You're watching a scene like this where it's like almost celebratory. um, And 
there's half the episode left so you know this is not gonna last yeah, it was the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. when i saw half an hour left, yeah yeah like, this this is the high oh. and we're gonna descend i mean at, at its core this like this is considered like the feel good moment as this dude's like licking cheese and shit and it's just like they're all they're all assholes like at their core they're awful awful people that you root for their demise in a scene like this so i was just buckle up for the next half hour as we but, but but what's the context that they're here for though like peter's not exactly undeserving of having his, his cheese licked i mean they brought him <sighs> here just to pitch them right Oh, the, the humanity yeah. of it all. Uh, the, these, yeah. this, uh, the, this guy pitched them a business operation. Let's. Uh, he's well, that was under, uh, but but that was not exactly like. So first of all, their dad just died. Okay, this kid was just trampled on. They were at a funeral, and then they weren't brought in with that level of honesty. They were brought in as if like you know, mom was going to protect this kid, and instead, it, it they were really here to get pitched on this you know whatever ridiculous idea that Peter and his buddy had. Yeah, they're not here for moral reasons either. They're not here to help Roman. They're here to secure a vote. This exactly. Is... So I'm saying everybody's bad, you know. And and I again, I wouldn't condemn Roman for licking the dude's cheese. He's a well, piece of shit. Well, <laughs> I never of, lick another man's cheese. <laughs> I kind of think the mom is maybe the most awful of them all. When especially mm-hmm. when she threw them under the bus, what last yeah. season or whatever, right? Like totally, like giving them up. Didn't get. Don't, they don't, she doesn't care at all. No. Terrible. Like Logan was kind of there for them in a fucked up way, but yeah, that's a whole other. That's a whole other thing. We never got Logan winning, becoming president. I feel like in oh, another. Connor? Yeah, sorry, Connor, Connor, not Logan. Sorry, Connor becoming president should should have been a side thing in a different universe because that's just so funny. There's some comedy gold there. So we really don't get much of Connor this episode, yeah. but they they go back to Dad's, which is now Connor's place, and they're kind of deciding who gets what and. Connor's come up with this sort of game. We've given you a, an amount of stickers. You're going to go around and put it on anything you want. Anything legit. you really want, you put more stickers on. O- old rich people do this shit all yeah, the time. Yeah, makes their sense. Big families like, hey, if you really want this, you got to let us know. So I, I thought it was a fair game. And it looks like Connor's going to Slovenia, but Willa's going to stay behind. And I think this is one of those points where you remind yourself this season has been a day at a time. They've been married, what, seven days right. at this point, I think. Uh, she and can't wait for him to move to another country. <laughs> yeah. So she gets some. Oh, she's having this home house. house. She's having a her cow print couch moved in. That's yeah. that, that, that relationship so funny. Well, that was presented as inconclusive because of the Mencken um, hearings and or, or the 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 revote or whatever. True. So right. Yeah. Happened. True. Right. So if <laughs> he Mencken, might be stuck if the if he's not elected, then yes, this would uh, thwart uh, her plans to have a. Um, a single marriage or at least a marriage from a continent apart from because you 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 feel in that that third episode when logan dies that at least connor gets this kind of like happy ending with like the wedding and it's like this is our reminder it's like th- this is hardly a wonderful marriage here like this feels as though this is a very one-sided marriage and this woman i mean she said as much that you know the the money has played a big factor in her opting to secure her future by marrying this guy and this was just sort of a exclamation point at the end of it they have their terms you know as like almost a, you know any marriage has has its terms um but she was definitely presented as looking disappointed at the potential of thought of living with her not husband. going yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> she, they're so funny together uh, i uh, he's always he's always what uh cameron from ferris bueller to me but I, again great career resurgence for this guy too so they're watching a video. Uh, we get our little Logan Roy cameo to to finish the show where uh, he's at a dinner 
and um, there he's doing like reciting this limerick about all the presidents. I think it's all the presidents that have been have ran since he's been uh, like lost, working right? essentially. I think yeah, all the ones who lost. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Carl starts singing, and they're all singing, and it's again another like nice feel good moment. It's kind of allows them to think positively of their dad once more, even though all of this shit is kind of He's because sorry. of him. And it's also a way of getting Brian Cox in the, in the finale. Um, and I mean, uh, I think there's such a level of like Stockholm syndrome, you know, with all the kids where like they're, they're, I mean, their whole life, they've been abused by this person, but they've also looked mm. up to him incredibly. Like they, they've been, he's been sort of like their North star and without their dad, they're, they're completely directionist, especially in the case of Kendall. Yeah. Um, Shiv tells Tom that she's learned from Greg that it's not going to be her. Um, and Tom eventually opens up and goes, yeah, it's, it's me. It's me, Austin. <laughs> it's me, Shiv. Yeah. Great scene. So, uh, Shiv sort of storms back into the room telling everyone it's Tom. Um, Tom calls in Greg and they finally have a bit of a, a fist fight here yeah. as uh, he's like, I was this close and now you told them and you fucked it. So Tom slaps Greg and Greg wallops oh, him back. Oh. And they have a really like shitty little fight here, which is as you expect, you had to see these guys go at it, right? Uh, you can't, what is it? You can't make a tomlet without cracking a few Gregs. Yeah. That's the prime example of that here with them slapping all Japan style here, killing each other. Uh, I actually, it kind of broke my heart a little bit. I don't like these, to see these guys fight. They're like brothers. Like, they'll back. get back together. Yeah. Like, that was good. When he got I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I, my conclusion to this was that, yes, like Greg is, as you can see, when, when Greg uh, contacts Kendall with the information, it's like Kendall, when he is, asked about this by roman he's like it's 100 percent. this came from greg like they trust this guy uh completely about his mm -hmm. information and the same with shiv when she hears this through like greg is the source of this so it's like he has a certain amount of uh influence but with uh, tom i think he sees greg as exactly like his hanger on but i think like this is um kind of the end of their, like how their friendship was prior to this versus now that you're an accessory. This is like, you are the new Hugo, but you are never going to be, um, you know, as high as you could have aspired to, at least but next to Tom, that I think he is like this to me permanently fractures their relationship. And that Tom it's, it's more by necessity that he is keeping Greg around, but he will always be kept at a level. Uh, yeah, I think as well, Tom likes torturing this guy, and now he's in a bigger, like, position. Yeah, I don't know, John, because at the end, he's like, I, you know, he kind of rips into him, and then he goes, ah, I'm just kidding, you're, you're with me. Like, he's like, you're still with me. So I'm like, I feel like he's- Huge just, pay cut, though. He's yeah, getting his two yeah, going down, like, $30,000 a year yeah, in, fair enough. in the heart of New but York I, City. Like, I this guy's just, yeah. near the poverty line. He'll have right? to move back to Staten Island. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I think he was just probably fucking with them, though, with that thread, right? Like- I yeah, think so. you're going to cut your cut your pay down. Um, yeah. Ultimately, I feel like Tom respects what Greg did, like because it's probably something Tom would have done himself. He trained Greg to be this person, to play both sides, to play every side. And we've seen throughout, and he does play his cards kind of wrong in this episode, but he knows when to, like, keeping a few papers Evidence. back that Tom told him to. He's He can be sort yeah. of smart when he needs to. 
And some of the best episodes and and like ends of episodes is when like what's that one where it shows Greg holding the folder that he like kept to yeah. show Ken. It's like he was he was somewhat smart, and it's just again very like the 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 irony and the like com- comic timing of like his character. I don't know something about his character works so well throughout the whole and- show, and it starts with Greg in the first episode with Greg that I genuinely thought he would you know maybe not be CEO but be running things at the end of it just because the first episode is-, is when he's there to collect on behalf of his mom right, and we never we yeah. never yeah. meet the mother do we? We do. Uh, we've seen her a couple yeah, of times. Yeah, a few oh, times. She was, but, yeah. She was even yeah. at the funeral. Mm. Yeah, I think as well because he's such an idiot. People don't really suspect him. So there are there are so many scenes throughout this whole show where he's in situations where really he shouldn't be in because confidential stuff's happening. But it's just oh, it's idiot uh, cousin Greg, and we've seen him in Greg. you know scenes with Kendall, scenes with Tom, scenes with Logan, scenes with Matson, and it's like really this guy shouldn't be here, and he's just yeah. listening. And then it's like, hey guys, you wouldn't believe what it's, they said here. It's it's almost like when the the scene when he's like now chatting up, you know, the queen, the what the the princess or whoever mm. he's talking to then the other girl and then he's at like the wedding and he's like chatting them both up yeah. i'm like wow you've become <laughs> one of them you've become a sleazebag and i'm so proud of you so yeah. good stuff isn't that it. the term that mattson uses when they're when they're signing the uh the, the agreement at the end and he jokingly calls him judas it's sort judas. of like they, they, he's now like out in the open like this this guy is like no better than anyone else here and it's not just clueless greg it's like greg has yeah. a game plan like everyone else does and now it's out in the open yeah. So they're getting ready for the boardroom. Uh, Kendall is sitting in Logan's chair for the first time, and they're they're trying to get Stewie back on vo- on board and basically offer him a load of really like good positions if he votes for them. Uh, we see kind of everyone gearing up with what the potential outcome would be. So Carolina is like, "Hey, fire Hugo as soon as this goes through. You got to get rid of Hugo," and. Roman sees that Jerry is in the board meeting. And again, he just throws a, a massive wobbly here. Um, he's asking why she's there. Kendall's saying, look, we gave her a big uh, payout and people think she she should be there. And therefore, Roman doesn't want to go in the room. He, he can't confront her. And um, he uh, and then starts to break down and is like, why isn't it me? Why couldn't it be me? And Kendall is like, look, you were you were so close to it and it's marginal, but I promise I'll look after you. You're gonna have a good role. And um and I, I thought this was really like just Roman is completely defeated at this point. Yeah, I don't know why he's if you want he's he, this part like he didn't seem like he really did. You already kind of gave it up. Why are you it's it's all daddy issues, yeah. I think, isn't it? Like I think he just really felt that if he could have this position, Jerry he'd triggered have... him. Seeing Jerry, you know, he was kind of promised. If he she said, if you listen to me, kid, you we would have been, been we would have been the kings, but you did exactly. Didn't. So yeah, maybe that triggered him. And this was really kind triggered. of yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he does. No, I was saying this is the kind of the last time yeah. you see them as like close and siblings. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, he seems to really care about like face, you know, and not wanting to look or not wanting people to think poorly of him about why, you know, of the two co-CEOs, he was not chosen. So I think that's mm-hmm. why he kind of like, you know, encouraged Kendall to break his stitches for him so that he could look a lot more physically hurt and incapable of even, you know, um, being considered for the job than the true reason, which is, you know, more mental. Yeah. And let's also remember that, I mean... Like you get the sense here, like with that cartoon at the beginning, like the microscope that is on this family, and we're just days removed from this breakdown he has at the funeral. That 
I mean, he's become a meme out of this and he even brings it up like, what an awful thing. I cried at my father's funeral, but this is like his humanity is his weakness. And it's uh, probably like mainstream news in 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 the US is this powerful figure who uh, breaks down and it's considered this, you know, he is dealing with that um, as well during this this whole breakdown where it's like his weakness is being um, showcased to the world. Yeah, these two last episodes, he just comes across as a little boy and he's completely, whereas I think at the end of episode nine, you feel it could go either way with Shiv or Kendall. Like Roman was completely out of the race yeah. by here. And I yeah. think it's all that realization kind of crushing down on him. So we go to the board meeting. Kendall wants to go straight to the vote. And uh, Frank votes yes. Sonia, yes. Diane, yes. Kendall, no. The Sandys vote yes. Um, uh, Dewey is a no. Ewan is a no. Stewie is a no. Uh, Roman starts to waver and it's very reminiscent of, you know, season one where you think he's going to be on Kendall's side, but he does say no here. And then Shiv can't vote. And she leaves the room and we have this epic standoff outside the outside the uh, boardroom uh meanwhile you're seeing everyone in the boardroom kind of going up to the glass windows and, and like here yelling and muffled you can't quite hear what they're saying you know it's pretty it's, it's pretty a lot like the uh the tom and shiv scene a few episodes back at the park yeah. the balcony scene mm-hmm. yeah um kendall says uh this is the one and only thing he knows how to do and shiv you'll be voting against yourself and shiv just says i don't think you'll be good at it and you see Kendall going through all these tactics and he eventually just starts to beg. He's saying, please, please. I feel like if I don't get this, I might die. And Shiv says, look, you can't be CEO because you killed someone. <laughs> and Shit. and Ken starts to deny it. He's like, oh, no, I, I, I just said it. Like, yeah, he died. But, you know, it was a difficult I, time I and it was a it. move. Yeah. I'm going to use that one in the future. Did you do that? No, 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 no. I didn't. But you said you did. You gave us, you know, a really detailed story. No, no, no. I falsely. What is it? I falsely remembered it. False remembered it. I falsely remembered it. False um, memoried it. False memory. False memoried. Um, Shiv says she loves him but can't stomach him. And they're all just screaming here. Kendall's losing his mind. He screams, I'm the eldest boy. I'm the eldest boy. Shiv says, you're not. You see, it's Connor. Um, and then Roman says that she's the bloodline. And Kendall goes, excuse me, goes, well, dad's view was your kids aren't real uh, because his kids are adopted. And uh, this makes Kendall just lose his mind. He calls Roman a cuck. And Roman says, look, they're randos. One is a buy-in and one is half rabbers and half a filing cabinet boys. And Kendall and Roman then get into a bit of a physical altercation. Kendall grabbing his head, busting open the the stitches. And as this is going on, Shiv storms into the board uh, to give her vote. But uh, another just exceptional scene between these three. So explosive. And so um, I think it had to be that big. And those lines had to cut that deep for the finale of the show. 
like these are some of the harshest words I think has, that is that have ever been said on the show uh, for the entire duration of the series. We don't exactly know sort of like the situation with Kendall's children. You know, obviously yeah. we mm-hmm. see we see one of her children is not like uh, I, I believe she's Indian or at least like just mm-hmm. you know just a completely di- like uh, of a different ethnic background than Rava or or Kendall. So we're left to assume, of course, but it was never really kind of explicitly stated. And I certainly didn't know that like um the insinuation was that what um there was a surrogate uh donor for um for the first child as well and for mm. for roman to reveal it in that second to use against kendall was oh man so so wrong of roman but at the same time um i think it's true to the roman character because he's been driven this crazy this far by how obnoxious kendall has been and how much he considers it his birthright and no one else's you know they 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 rightfully criticize him for even when he says i need this because if i don't i will die their response was well it's not just about you and i feel bad for kendall but i think the two of them have a point too kendall only Mm. sees things from his perspective and and certainly that was the case with shiv especially when you know they he and kendall were co or he and roman were co-ceo and basically shut shiv out she has plenty of reason to you know not vote for him um and i yeah i thought it would just all came together like in a really justified logical explosive argument at the end how much do you think sorry how much do you think from shiv it's it is that she can't see kendall doing it and can't stomach him if it were or she does see an angle i could be the ceo's wife i could have a a good position as that um, I think that what drives her to this. I personally think it's more the Kendall than Tom. Mm. Like neither situation is ideal for her. Okay, like she ultimately started this episode thinking she was going to be CEO. So do you are you stuck being a CEO's wife? Um, in which case, like how you might have some level of influence, but things aren't exactly great with her and Tom. Um, and, or would you rather see your brother as CEO, a brother that you know will never give up the crown to you? neither are right but there's probably something about kendall having that power that irks her even more yeah i i I honestly as much as this is uh so focused on on kendall it's shiv to me that is like where do we go from the scene 18 hours before at the mom's place to this where she wavers to the point of having to leave and then Kendall essentially like pleading his case here in the most like vile of ways to basically say vote or you might kill me. Um, And it's, it's like, it just becomes clearer to Shiv that as much as she may have talked herself into this three person alliance that at the end of it, she is of no value if Kendall sees her as someone to sacrifice for his own greater gain. And she's not, she has been someone that has been routinely putting her faith in these brothers and finding herself the odd one out when she mentioned earlier about dad died and you two went for the crown and cut me out. She is seeing this as just simply a pattern that will reemerge again when it's convenient and looking at, well, at least with, with Tom, she knows what she is getting up front with him and with Kendall, it's always going to be, um, you know, secretive and placing her faith in someone that will say one thing and, completely do the other that leads to this and that final scene it's like how did shiv arrive at this decision and what is what is her plan out of all of this because 
you know, she's someone at the end of it, like she is, she is loyal to herself here. She is not loyal to uh, her mm. politics when it comes to Mencken getting elected and just flipping the script and joining him. She is not loyal to her family. She is not loyal to Tom. She is not even loyal to her child. It's just herself mm-hmm. and putting herself in the best position forward. And you could certainly argue that of the available options for her, this was the best route for her in terms of wealth, in terms of connection to power through Tom and and not receiving any of that if she votes with her brothers. There's also a scene like so when Tom, sorry, when when uh, Kendall basically assumes Logan's chair and, and the throne, he puts his foot up on the desk and there's a cutaway to Shiv basically looking pissed off or at least like this is where it felt real for her. And she mm-hmm. realizes, OK, this dude's going to be unbearable. There's also like, you know, the whole thing of like him talking about bringing Stewie in, even jokingly, but realizing probably from that point on that, like, OK, Stewie's going to end up, you know, pairing with Kendall and I'm just going to be shut out even more. All of that probably already put her into doubt, but then it was probably the um, the realization that like this guy might have lied to manipulate us about killing this guy. Just the fact that even that's a possibility probably turns it's hell Mary at now. this point. Like he is, yeah. there is no low that Kendall won't go to to preserve this vote. That he will lie about that. The only the only bullet he left in the chamber that he didn't use was after I love you, but I can't stomach you. I I drank your spit. drank the spit in the smoothie so kendall goes back into the boardroom yeah that was pretty gross ken goes back into the boardroom for one more play but frank says it's done it's seven six we sell to gojo you don't have it now everyone's congratulating tom hugo is just being slimy trying to get a position out of tom and tom just asks for carolina which is as much to say, like, Hugo, get the fuck out of here. Uh, he wants wolf, to bring wolf. in Jerry, which I think is is good. Like, I think most people are team Jerry. So yeah. she survives. He wants those old cunts, Frank and Carl, out of here um, and tells Greg, you fucked it. You're a fucking piece of shit. But I got you. <laughs> I got just enough capital and puts a sticker on his forehead. And then the mark. we see uh, Roman reluctantly go in to sign off Waystar to Lucas uh, and l- having all the, the photo ops for the press and Lucas starts to sing Agadoo. Are you familiar with the song Agadoo? Agadoo? No. British sensation. Look it up. Okay. Um, and then we just have the final images of the three siblings. There's Roman uh, having a martini showing about 10 different remo- emotions like like being sort of gutted, but relieved, but happy, but sad, all in kind of one sip of this martini. Um, Shiv and Tom are in the car. Shiv congratulates him. Tom offers her hand and she kind of takes it sort of. Yeah, very similar to the- Just her hand on top. Yeah, kind of similar to the shots of her and her dad in earlier episodes, right? It's very similar where she's kind of- She looks a bit more happier when she was with her dad, but kind of similar. And then we see Kendall- yeah. So just just on this, I, I mean, this is yeah. probably my favorite s- scene of like the close here with just Sir Shiv and Tom. I mean, um, the power dynamic has completely shifted, you know. Mm. And when I say shifted, where it was very much like ninety percent Shiv and ten percent Tom before, now things might actually be a little bit more in balance and a little bit more in harmony. 
uh, if not maybe more like 60 40 tom maybe you know progressing in the future to something closer to like 70 30 tom you know but for now it seems like this again this is now a convenient arrangement for the both of them and this is the best case scenario at this for this point for shit it, it's it's the most balanced we've ever seen this relationship that tom you know tom now carries his weight in this relationship and you know with ship we got we we um had the scene earlier she essentially like just pours her heart out to tom of like do you want a real relationship and it's tom mm. that's like ah, I, I don't know if i do it's now it's like she is after him after so long of the opposite that um you know you look at this and you can interpret this relationship many different ways and it's almost like a complete afterthought that they're also having a child together at the end of this yeah. as well but it's like this is obviously it's left for your own interpretation and there's so i mean it's very like the relationship with her dad like the the crueler he seems to be to her the more she wants him and wants his approval and mm. uh i did see someone on twitter post how at every season finale tom has got closer and closer to this role uh, season one is him marrying Shiv. Season two, I think he he confronts Logan. Season three, he sells out Shiv to be with Logan and be his right hand man. And then season four is him kind I of knew, taking the job. Yeah, I knew it was going to be Tom when he went over to Logan, sat down and ate his chicken off his damn plate. I was like, this guy's eating this guy. And that's when Logan went, ooh, wait a second. You got the ball. What do you say? What's next? Putting his cock in my potato salad. <laughs> Great one liners throughout oh, the yeah. show too. But yeah. Great stuff. Tom's the man. And then we've talked about it already. The final scene with Kendall just looking out at the Humber River as Colin is there in the background. Um, but yeah, uh, John, I know we've got to uh, lose you at this point, but do you have a closing statement on succession uh, before we say goodbye? And we'll continue with some feedback and some other thoughts. I was I was really left satisfied with how this ended and the four seasons. I didn't want this to go any longer. I I thought that they they kept enough um like it it didn't sew up every last story and I think that that was to its benefit actually and would have been too unrealistic like the Menken stuff to be tied up. I like the fact that you did have a lot of uh callbacks the biggest being the uh, Kendall's murder uh, that he uh, uh false memoried but um yeah I would just say this was an excellent series overall and I think it was one of sort of just a a larger commentary on on wealth and the emptiness that that comes with it uh, that you had essentially empty people by the end of this even though they are extraordinary extraordinarily wealthy and the final scenes it's sort of how you want to interpret uh these characters if they have any redeeming attributes left uh, what their next uh, steps will be in life and I think that for many, they would be very pessimistic about these three just as individuals, even though they have um, so few um, worries that the average person would. Absolutely. Thank you very much, John. I'll I'll let you go. I'm pleased to finally get you on this show after two seasons. Snuck you in right at the end there. But uh, thank you very much. Thank you, All John right. Pollock. Thanks, guys. Now, fuck off. <laughs> Way, are you good to stick around for a few more minutes? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Um, so John kind of brought up sort of maybe what is next for these characters. So maybe we can just kind of spitball. Um, what do you see next for? Um, let's start with Shiv. Yeah, well, let's treat this like uh, as an end of the movie where it's like, what what happens in the next yeah. few years for these characters? Like 
Shiv goes on to have her baby. The the baby becomes more of a the the baby eventually takes over, resents her, and yeah, <laughs> takes she's it. not a good mom. You know, we see, you know, just I don't know. The baby takes. Over. I'd really like to think that Shiv finds her purpose right. once she gives mom, birth. Yeah, she holds that baby, and then finally everything comes together. But I don't know I'm with just, these people. I, yeah, you wonder. You wonder if, if like motherhood would be satisfying for her, like being out of that spotlight. Like, it just does not. You never know. You know, you never know. It's very possible. You know, Tom. Like, I'd love to know what what kind of continues between her and Tom. Um, whether or not at this point Tom even wants to continue the relationship, because um, he's indicated that he truly loves Shiv. I personally still have my doubts. Like, if her last name was not Roy, would that love be there? I. I don't know if I have any sort of like real confirmation one way or the other. Um, what's what's in it for Tom to continue the relationship right now? I mean, yes, she's the mother of his child. But now that he knows that she might only be with him because of his power, why would he maintain this re- relationship other mm-hmm. than, you know, for, for appearances? Yeah. 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 Um, we always tie, uh, like, there's been so many ties to, like, WWE and the McMahons in this show. And I just find it quite fitting that the son-in-law mm-hmm. ends up running the ship mm-hmm. while the daughter leaves the company. It's He's got that pedigree. Yeah, exactly. He's got that pedigree. Um, very interesting. I wonder how much inspiration there was there with it. It's true. I didn't even think of that. Um, how universal like these sort of dynamics might be among any sort of like you know True. rich family in the public. I mean, it's also been said this was very much uh, maybe influenced by the Murdoch family. Uh, and I'm sure, again, there there are plenty of uh, people that have grown up rich with very powerful father figures that overshadow them that might might have been re- able to relate to a lot of this. Roman, what do we think is next for Roman? Uh, he goes and lives on a beach somewhere and just we never see him again. I think he gets some sort of like, um, I don't know, like weird, like sex addiction or yeah, exactly. knows what other kind of addiction goes to rehab in and out. Um and then um ultimately i just don't see him entering any sort of like entrepreneurial effort um he just doesn't seem like the type to care enough like he'll marry an 80 year old woman this is about I, as close yeah anyway go ahead I, i'm more optimistic i'd like to say he gets some therapy he right. apologizes makes amends with jerry yeah he's got to fix and it. maybe make some investments and just you know sips on martinis and masturbates a lot uh, stop <laughs> sending pictures of your dick to people yeah that's also a thing he should start yeah at least start doing uh and roman uh, sorry kendall kendall uh he did he did yeah i don't know no uh i i i think he was the one that you're like what a prick from the beginning of the show but later on you're like okay i hate all of these people but i still feel for you all at the same time because that's what the show is all kind of all about but you kind of just same thing like dude you're rich just go on a beach have another kid don't you're not with your your mm. wife your baby mama go you know what happened to your ex-girlfriend that you shoot away because your dad said hey don't don't mess around go you know maybe see what she's doing just just be happy so the I, the scariest thing happened yeah, sorry wait what do you, you think about it. kendall I think Kendall goes through definitely like a period of depression. Like maybe he'll, you know, maybe he'll get back into drugs. Like he'll he'll hit yeah. rock bottom even more than this. Maybe he will try to commit suicide. But I think ultimately he survives. Like we've seen him go through a lot, and at the end mm-hmm. of it all, he still finds the motivation to come back at another try. And this try might not be, you know, to be CEO of Waystar, but he has enough. I think. Um. 
he's he's got enough passion yeah doing something that i could see him starting something back up whether it be the hundred or something else oh you know what it is i know if if there's a spinoff where we see them in the future kendall he's not he's not ceo ceo he doesn't work out in the business world but he becomes a multi grammy winning award rap artist from k, k- starts his own label starts his own music label yeah. yeah you seem to be into that right yeah i i'm gonna say that let's roy go. records l to the og yeah. yeah i like i think kendall's kind of of the three of them the one i've been rooting the most for throughout yeah, the show i think way. he is kind of the main character of this show even though he's been awful at times and i think he's shown that he's very capable of uh, when he's got his shit together of running a company and maybe if he were to put his like once he's got over this like hump uh if he was to do something like the 100 and he's not now trying to prove himself to anyone which is has always been his downfall it's always seeking that approval of his father or stuff that holds him back uh maybe he'd be okay but I it's gonna take gonna... a while he needs yeah, to find a new light at the end of that tunnel right yeah i think a like I think he'll always be motivated by wanting to be his dad. I don't think he'll mm. ever shake that off. And and again, it might not be SEO of Waystar, but he's going to like whatever business venture he attempts, he's going to want to try to live up to at least that level of success. You know, now he might even have motivation to, you know, um, um, to reach a Matson level because, you know, ultimately that's now kind of like the, the, the thing responsible for not him not having this power. Mm. Let's just hope he doesn't kill more people. Yeah. No more yeah. killing. Uh, although I will say like another kind of memory or favorite moment is when Greg and him like leave and he's like, Greg's like, Oh man, it feels like, you know, we're like OJ cause the press is following mm. him. And he's like, you know, if OJ didn't kill anyone and he's like, who said, he said I, I didn't, didn't kill, kill anyone. anyone. The juice is loose, baby. <laughs> another great scene. Yeah. Um, who was your MVP for this series? I mean, there's so many, but who? Well, yeah, like you kind of said, like I'm secretly rooting for Kendall the whole time, but I had mentioned like, oh, I like Tom. Mm. Tom's the one who's like getting the shit beat out of him the whole time. But like you said, every inch he keeps getting closer and closer. So I, yeah, I was rooting for Tom and Greg really, but. I, um, I guess like I, I, I always, um, I always saw Kendall as like the main protagonist myself. You know, we, he's the first person we follow at the beginning of the show. He's the per- last person we see at the end of the show. Um, so I, if, if there's anybody that I, I would consider maybe the most valuable, it would either be him or it would be Logan. You know, um, Logan really is sort of like the, he's the son that everybody else revolves around. And, um, uh, you, there's no show without either of them really or, or much of the other cast, but I, those two in particular or the maybe i mean they're all so in- integral um i think for this season in particular from an acting point of view i think matthew mcfadden and sarah snook had some of the the best scenes that balcony scene in particular that's tom and shit right yeah i thought was exceptional and i thought they really like stepped up not that they've been bad at all throughout the show but i think quite often during this final season it was their scenes that absolutely captivated me and mm-hmm. especially that that kind of really led to this finale with Tom being crowned. Um, I, I thought they were absolutely uh, fantastic. Um, and finally, some standout scenes, lines, moments. Uh, what kind of uh, moments have you taken away from this? You just mentioned like the, the yeah. piece is loose. Yeah, there's I mean, so many. There's ones that specifically, I, I, I'll go back to Kendall, the, the rap song, L to the OG. Like that shit is on Spotify and I play it all the time. So I, I love it. Also, shout out 
if you've not heard it way the push a t remix to the succession theme also on streaming oh, services have. which is yeah, yeah yeah it's pretty cool uh and i'm also, trying to think I'd also other... recommend i'd also recommend a lego succession um animation <laughs> i saw you tweet that there yeah yeah so yeah <laughs> they like make a scene show. with the lego oh yeah. <laughs> yeah uh i'm trying to think of like other uh scenes throughout the show i did kind of sprinkle through like favorite moments honestly a lot of greg a lot of uh disgusting brothers uh, a scene that in this sp- specific episode we didn't really touch on was roman being like you're bullshit you're bullshit mm. we're all bullshit we're all fucking bullshit like who cares like that's and then he goes and has that's his money so i was like yeah. yeah i was like yeah that's how i felt like not knocking the show at all but right in the first episode i was like oh man am i gonna have to care about fucking miserable rich white people for fucking like series yeah Yeah. so many episodes like fuck man because my me personally you know i am the kind of person if i got money you you would not see me i'd be on the one on a beach kind of disappeared power and all that like doesn't mean nothing so for him finally at the end to be like, what the fuck, man? Like, this is bullshit, which I'm like, yeah, okay. I, I feel you, bro. Definitely. So I like that one. For me, a real stand out is that closing scene of season two with uh, Kendall kind of throwing Logan under the bus in that press conference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then just seeing Logan smiling because he's finally seen like the killer Got in his son. In uh, that one really stands out to me. The balcony scene, as I mentioned, with Tom and Shiv. Uh, I love the uh peter's cheese in this episode this i thought one, that yeah. was so much was fun in the cheese um, uh or uh, um was i mentioned tom eating his chicken uh fuck, when greg is explaining that he like hooked up with the chick in logan's house and then tom's explaining that there's cameras so when like throughout the next episode they're talking about the tape but greg thinks it's the tape of him <laughs> finger banging this girl so he's scared but it's not related to that at all so like that is just hilarious as well all the finales have, I, I think, really been like incredibly like great, shocking, satisfying moments. You know, whether it be in the first season with obviously the uh, the the death of the the waiter, and then Logan basically, you know, having using it to fold Kendall within within him, or the backstabbing in season two, or in season three, Tom backstabbing Shiv and and the rest of the kids. Everything has been just um, awesome. Um, I I think bore on the floor. You know that yeah. entire oh yeah uh, episode Intense. was was really crazy uh and let's remember like tom was also a me- like one of the people doing bore on the floor so it just kind of really goes to show you how much shit he's willing to eat in order to you know um serve his master um the logan's logan's death in this this season um yeah that was maybe the best episode um of the season um just because it felt so real and i think serves as such a you know such a such an honest genuine sort of um fabrication of the feeling of confusion that somebody might go through if they experience you know the death of a parent like that i also before we close want to just say like what a fantastic big bad lucas madsen's been for the last two seasons yeah so he's uh he's the skarsgård skarsgård right all those guys those skarsgårds yeah he's he's great i also uh, so what's his background he plays swedish swedish but he's swedish in real life right yeah because when he like finally break he he thinks he's breaking tom and then basically says i want to fuck your wife and then goes well if i can't get her i can get the guy who who did Mm. right and then gives it to tom and then orders shots and goes all right i want some shots let's get looped and I was like, he means lit. Oh my god. <laughs> New way to say it. So yeah, he played, he's good. He played such a like a like a 
like a tech bro, but like super villain sort of like guy behind his computer who's trying to think of ways like where money for him is meaningless also at this point. And what he gets off on is fucking with people, sending them like bricks of blood, you know, getting as close to the edge of sexual harassment as possible um, and just, you know, breaking up this family, completely fucking and breaking this family apart and taking everything of theirs. Um, I yeah, he was a wonderful character. And uh, I loved when he called for Ebba. Eva, yeah. and then like she's like i'm right here like that part was <laughs> awesome as well yeah and when he was wearing a raincoat randomly it's like okay dude yeah he was creepy. on the succession podcast he was saying about how they wanted him to just look very different from the rest so he's yeah. always wearing you know like really expensive shitty cardigans yeah, like, that kind you know, of thing the, the, like a game we play when we go out to bars in the city of downtown <laughs> toronto is really rich or homeless and he played that vibe yeah, where it's like, absolutely. And, and if you don't understand what I'm saying, I'm not trying to be rude by any means. It's there's a lot of clothing that's popular right now. You walk into like a, a very high end store, like a Nordstrom or something like that are expensive clothes that are made to look shit mm. <laughs> is a style. And this guy's rocking that. And throughout the show, he was saying about how one of the very first scenes they shot, um, they just couldn't work out what to have him wear. And then he was like, how about I just wear this? And he was wearing some taddy shirt, some like rubber slip-ons and like that kind of thing. I was like, yeah, this works for him. It almost feels like, I guess, when you're at that level of wealth, you have nothing left to prove, but it's almost more of like um, desperate to want to show everybody that you're rich through your clothes, where it's almost like, I don't know, more fun to know that you're rich, but not not have everybody know it and that's a lot of rich people say that i mean the facebook dude says that the amazon guy said like a lot of these people uh, big huge uh, people in the like hip-hop game like diddy and jay-z they're not the ones flexing all this shit right t-shirt like, and jeans yeah kind it's of like thing, you just it? know that this person's just you know rich yeah, all right he's great any more thoughts before we go on to feedback to close things off no let's hear what some other people yeah. thought all right. Do you have the thread open? No, well? it won't open. Oh, Speaking Facebook of Zuckerberg, yeah. yeah, get your shit together. Uh, okay, so we go to Ryan, who says the number one boy is definitely not long for this world. At the end of the finale, Jeremy Strong gave a powerful performance once again, and after listening to him talk about Ken's ending on the Succession podcast, he definitely confirmed that Ken is likely to off himself. He even shot an another version of the scene where unbeknownst to the director he walked over to the edge and tried jumping into the water but colin's actor saved him uh roman's we are bullshit speech was also incredibly insightful for his character kieran really brought it to this season too many people have said they think rome's ending was happy but i don't necessarily see it like that yeah he smiled at the bar briefly but it quickly faded to a blank stare into the ether with him uh, seemingly knowing that his words earlier were true and they will follow him and all the siblings the rest of their lives. None of them were serious people anyway, and while the show makes us feel for these entitled kids, all of them are walking away billionaires. So my empathy can only go so far. An amazing series regardless. Um, yeah, I had this... I was watching the finale very late at night on on Monday, and when Kendall was sat on the bench something and i still don't know what it was exploded in our apartment and it sounded like mm. a gunshot and i thought colin had Killed shot him. him yeah and i had to rewind and be like no i don't know what's scarier that something actually just went off but uh yeah we go to scrump I, who says sorry oh, sorry wait, wait. I was just going to say, like, I, I don't think it's definite that, like, you know, Kendall kills himself. I think he could attempt, but I, I don't know. Something t- tells me that, like, he'll somehow survive that, too. And yeah. Yeah. 
it just t- tends to be the case. I also agree with like sort of like the um, ambiguous conclusion to Roman's mm. uh, ending. And it, I mean, it was wonderful, a wonderful piece of acting from Kieran Culkin to give you a million different sort of like possibilities just with, with one one long shot, right? Yeah. We go to Scrump who says, ironic that Shiv is what you call a knife in prison considering how she drove one into Kendall's back. <laughs> I've said before, Shiv is the worst of the Roy siblings because she wants the crown only because her brothers are fighting over it. Once Tom told her he was getting it, I knew she was going to turn because her being married to the head of the company was the only way she'd get it. Her dad was never going to give it to her. Her brothers were never going to vote for her in charge and Matson lost interest in her. A good way to have none of the siblings get it, but keep it in the family as none of the siblings deserved it. They're all shitty in their own right. Props to Tom, though, considering he's the only one in the family, aside from Logan, who ever actually had a job and did any work. <laughs> Disgusting brothers for life. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he was actually working. I mean, sometimes not well, but like he was he was shown actually hustling for mm-hmm. the other people. But uh, I do agree with Scrub, uh, not because I'm wearing a PWT cast right now, uh, oddly enough, but uh, Shiv was my least favorite of the like the whole show. But like I think. I think purposely like the actor who played her was just so good that I was like, Oh, you're, you're the, you, you act like you're all nice, but you're actually one of the biggest snakes of them all, but they're all like that. So yeah. She was one of the most ruthless. I think. Yeah. I would actually say the same thing about Roman though. I don't think Roman would want it unless her, his siblings wanted it. Uh, Unless it was some sort of like extension of like, you know, winning the sibling rivalry. Um, Yeah. I would actually say like, um, Shiv's motivations are probably more pure than Roman's. True. Yeah. yeah. Fair. We go to Jordan, who says, I've never been more emotionally affected by a TV series. This season was brutal in its realism. By the end, Roman felt like the only one who could see the trappings of the life they know and feel some relief for being shoved out of it for now. Yeah, I, I totally, I, I guess he's got attached to like sp- specific characters and stuff. I, I can't say that it did it for me. I think someone said it a, a few feedback thread there earlier. Like the the empathy is there's zero for this show just because the characters are all supposed to be really rich. So I'm, I definitely couldn't like link. Emotion. Hey, money can't buy you love. Yeah, th- that is fair. That's definitely, I'm like, ah, well, you guys didn't do that. But I'm like, I, 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 I can see that. If anything, I feel like, yeah, like it shows how, honestly like irrelevant money is to like happiness for a Mm. lot of people um and that people even if they are mega rich they can be relatable in certain ways you know like uh, you don't you can have a fucked up upbringing um even if you're poor um and i'm sure some of those people would have got some sort of relatability to the three children in in this case broken like the relatability is not so much like status it's it's the the family dynamic it's it's sort of like you know the brokenness of the people internally and finally we go to martin bushby nice yeah who says a finale that hit the landing and how many times can you say that brilliant performances from everyone especially kieran culkin i love you but you aren't serious people Yeah, he stepped up completely. He's got to win uh, an Emmy. Like, Martin Bushby? No, yeah, I mean, him too. He's an amazing human being. I, I, I could swear Martin Bushby's the lead singer of Disturbed, but cannot confirm or deny. No, uh, like Kieran Culkin, completely great through this series. I've watched him as a kid in a lot of stuff. And then when this show, show blew up, uh, I watched him on SNL and I was like, man, he's so good and so funny. And this completely like revitalized his career. I, I would love to see him, like I kind of said, be in some more movies, be in some more shows, do more stuff just because 
dude, you've been not really in the public eye doing big things. And now all of a sudden everyone's talking about how amazing you are. So like, good for you, man. I'm sure this season's going to sweep at the end, yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah. Like it's got to best ensemble. I think, yeah, I think him, I think, uh, who and Shiv, Tom, like, fuck, it's so difficult. Yeah. Like it's whether you could, who's one already you could that we put can... like, uh, well, who's Matthew McFadden as supporting. Because they said uh, Strong's normally nominated. Yeah, them, right? they said Culkin will be not supporting anymore. He will be one of the main characters. So, yeah. I mean, both of them will be nominated, I think. Yeah. I could Is see... Cox nominated this season? I guess not. He's not. I don't think so. Yeah. He already won, though, so he's fine. Yeah. He doesn't need another one. He's fine. But everything, the, like, the writing, I think, has been yeah. so, so good on the show. We need Greg. Get Greg, win, yeah. So. Like, I think oh. definitely on, as an ensemble, they'll win. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, it's been so good. Yeah, I'm gonna miss it. Uh, it's 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 good though that shows know when to end though. Cool. Like not a lot of other shows can do that. I I myself am not too much of a a series person. It takes a lot finally to like jump in. So when I see like okay, it's ending, so like I might as well get on it before it does. And I caught up kind of after it ended. And uh, for me, it's like when it's that contained, it it almost is like a one giant long movie, right? Sometimes it feels like shows don't know where the movie's going and that can bother me. So I like that. I think there's also often pressure from networks as well. And it's, it's kind of people putting their foot down and being like, Nope, we're not doing anymore. Yeah. Um, Barry and Ted Lasso both finished this yeah, as this well. Week, like it's so a lot, a lot of TV, a lot of endings, <laughs> but it means that there'll be new ones new in, in a year up. or two. Yeah. I mean, or maybe not because there's this writing strike. So <laughs> you might be rewatching again, like shows. a series like this shows how important, Writers, writers are. are I yeah. think uh, I think Jeremy Strong put something out in support of the writers' strike because this show would be nothing without the writers. The, yeah. If you've ever seen the thick of it, you understand like their style. It's very very snappy, funny but cutting humor throughout yeah. the whole thing, blended with real life emotion and drama, and they capture everything and and cast exactly the right people for it. So yeah, and they never more. go too far with it. Um... I, um, sort of like plot, you know, like it, it, it like it, they're in very sort of like, um, extravagant situations that you and I will never find ourselves in, but there's no real course of action that is so unbelievable. And like, you know, um, like just all, all, all super fantastic. Like even the way they portray death, it's not cliche. Like mm. it's in the middle of the season. And you don't even see the actual point of the guy dying in, in Logan, you know, specifically like I, I just in, in the last episode, you you certainly don't see anybody dying either. And it's just like stylistically, it, it's incredibly grounded while being, you know, at these sort of like ultra rich villas and things like that. It's like every episode's a bottle episode, mm. essentially. Uh, again, like they choose their location. Yeah, brilliant. It's always on a plane, really rich area, people's houses and stuff. So this like, season, yeah, it, for sure. Yeah, like for me, like for me, this this is not a show that would typically get my attention. Like I know there's the dynasties and the Dallases and all the other rich white people shows and stuff like that, but this one is a bit different. It's almost like it's a play, right? Because it's like yeah. you you could probably attest. Like, it, like I said, it's bottled because they're always on a plane, they're always at someone's house. But it's then you're more into like the actual acting and the performance. Where yeah, I do prefer like my you know my Breaking Bad's or my Stranger Things with sci-fi and explosions and actions and stuff but when you get into like the meat of it the acting is really and the writing is really what like even, comes through when there isn't a lot of other flares going on even one of the like the Chekhov's guns in this whole show has been the the waiter who died 
Yeah. And even that, it's it's not in some extravagant, like it's suddenly out in the open and Kendall's arrested and thrown into jail or whatever. It's just Shiv going, I can't vote for you because you killed someone. And that's kind of as explosive as that, but more true and real to these characters and everything going on. Right. Yeah. 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 No, totally. All right. Well, shall we put a cap on that? That's it. We've uh, successed. We have succession. success. The sesh is over, even though you're always having a sesh when you're listening to us. Thank you, Way, for coming on. Thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And uh, I hope, you know, the next time there's a Emmy Award winning TV series on, you guys are uh, first to jump on board and maybe we could do this again. Yeah, I, I'd love to. Yeah. HBO programming. Can yeah, I mean, uh, they, they, there's ads for the, the weekends, the idol, but it's getting kind of bad reviews and some bad press. I still might check out the first episode or so being a weekend fan, but it is getting some. I've heard things. the new, uh, there's a new show about the Watergate scandal. That's okay. going to be pretty good. Interesting. Um, so I might check that out. I mean, yeah, with the writer strike, you might be uh, diving into some shows you just never had the chance yeah. to with the next few years with things taking a few extra years. But yeah, this was a, a fun time. Pour one out for the sesh. Pour one out for the sesh. Brayden, thank you for joining us. You made it just in time in the, uh, in the end it. hour. Hey, I, I did the theme for this show and I finally made you it. You finally got show. on it. I'm proud that's of right. you. Yeah. Well, that's it. That's all. Take care. Be safe. And fuck off! Ahoy! Oh